It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. Yeah, all right. I like when uh, Brady has to take his headset off because it's so loud at the beginning. Yeah. It's got to be loud. It's got to be booming. It's uh, our Tuesday podcast, the uh, Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports uh, Podcast. Uh, We do it three times a week. Tuesdays are going to be fun because that's when uh, and Brady's finally going to join in this week. Thanks, Brady. Uh, we'll, well do a top uh, ten. I did not want to give you a top ten that I did I, that I did not feel informed with, and I would tell you that my top ten from last week would have been changed very dramatically from this week. That's so. what's the that's the fun part about it is that from but, week to week, but I don't it can want, be drastic and dramatic. But I didn't want to put something out there that I didn't feel confident and well informed in. Whatever. This isn't so, AP or USA so Today. Now, this is just me. So and you now that I saying have week to week who we think are now the ten that best I teams. Have have more information we'll make a nice little production out of it it'll be a fun segment it'll be like the picks but the top 10 on tuesday okay well we'll we'll see all about uh that in uh, in uh, just a little bit on the uh, show um but uh we'll do top 10s then on thursdays thursdays seem to be really popular because we do our picks yep and then on saturday we recap uh, all the games and have all the highlights and stats for you right so it's a lot of fun we've got uh, another quadruple header of games to this week. Mm-hmm. So there's there's lots to do on the show. Today. Yeah, you got Thursday. You have Clintondale at Marysville, uh, two teams that earned the max silver. Clintondale struggled last week. Then you'll also on Friday, who do you have? You have Northern Northern again. and Lance Cruz. So two teams you had last week as well. That yeah. should be an interesting one. I am interested to see how that one goes. And then, of course, uh, on uh, Friday night, you'll be at East China Stadium mm-hmm. to uh, see the juggernaut that is the Marine City Mariners. Third week in a row I've got them. Yeah. Uh, they're fun to watch, though. They are. That's, they that's are. The they're thing. just a well-oiled machine. In fact, uh, I'm, I'm a little envious of you because you also get PH this week for I the do. first time. And they're fun to watch, in my opinion. Uh, they'll be on the road at Lakeshore. Yeah, we'll talk about their game a little more on the other side of this break, but... It's, uh, yeah, Saturday game, second one in a row, so maybe they'll get used to that. Uh, just a reminder, if you want to follow us on social media, you'll get updates when our podcast release when we go live. You can follow us on Twitter. That's where we're the most active, at G underscore Stuck on Sports. And you can like us on Facebook. We do post highlights on Facebook of the games every week. That's it, Get Stuck on Sports. So make sure to like us there, follow us on Twitter for updates. Share us with your friends. Tell everyone. Just, just get us out there. Absolutely. What What's this last thing that you have in the intro? Because I don't know. Oh, yeah. So just a little thing that I've come up with or that's come up is that I know when some people like on our Twitter or Facebook click on like our podcast and it takes you to the thing when your phone like goes to sleep or the screen cuts off, it'll shut off the 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 feed and it'll stop playing. And it'll pause it. What you can do is it'll take you to like It's like in Twitter's browser, but in the bottom right, you can click on like your Safari logo if you're on an iPhone, and that'll take you to your actual phone browser, and then you should be able to listen just fine. I know a few people have had problems with that, so just try that. Uh, If you go from Twitter especially, just make sure you click so it goes through Safari and your actual browser, or you can just go on uh, through Safari to get stuck on sports.com. I know people that have used Google Chrome have had issues with that on their phone, so I know, but I know Safari works well. So I've wanted to mention that for a few podcasts now, but I haven't been able to remember it. So. Okay, that's all like Greek to me because yeah. when I want, I just open up my computer and go to getstuckonsports.com, and I've never had an issue. Yeah, you know the computers are fine. It's just the the mobile devices because you know screen goes to sleep and stuff, tries to save battery and things things way past your pay grade. F- f- far yeah, far beyond uh, my my current knowledge. At this time, <laughs> that's the way I'm going to st- say that. All right, um, we'll get right into it. Uh, we'll uh, talk about uh, the Port here in High Game and some top performers for the week when we come back. And uh, you'll want to stick around for the whole show today because at the end we do our top ten. And I just have a feeling Brady and I are going to disagree and argue about a lot of things yes, today. So that should be a lot of fun too. The Frells family calls their land greener pasture, and they maintain it with ease on their John Deere 1 Series tractor. The Frells family runs with us because this is more than just land. It's home. Nothing runs like a deer. Get a 1 Series tractor for just $99 per month at your John Deere dealer today. For additional cost information, please call toll-free 855-633-2315. Stop in today to one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, 
Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, <laughs> slip, <laughs> squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows with low E glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Ah. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And your hosts, Dennis Ducky and uh, Brady Beaton. Let's get right to it. Porter and High played on Saturday, yep. so we couldn't talk about the game in our last podcast because it was recorded before kickoff. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we were both there. I was doing the broadcast from uh, up top, uh, the press box at uh, Lance Cruz, and uh, you were uh, down. Actually, you were on the field, weren't you, for uh, most no, of that game? I was on the fence line. Yeah. So basically field level, which, by the way, so ever since I've started broadcasting a lot and from watching film playing football, I can't sit anywhere but in the middle, high up. Yeah. Like, I, I hate the view from field level. It was driving me insane. <laughs> well, I, I'm that way for hockey all the years of doing hockey up in the broadcast booth. I can't be down by the glass now. The game's just not the, the same that way, um, and I can't enjoy it. I, I have to be up top and see the plays as they develop, see the holes right. and, and and where they they can be going. But anyways, I, I think that we have a little bit of a differing opinion mm-hmm. on, on Saturday. Uh, the Big Reds got the win 28-9 to at Lance Cruz. They never trailed in the football game. They jumped out to a 14 nothing lead. Lance Cruz got it to 14-9, to um, and then the Big Reds scored uh, two Caleb Collier touchdowns in the fourth quarter to win it 28-9. Uh, to, to nine. Um, I was satisfied with the performance. You thought they were a little lackluster. I did, and he, so the good news is that they were talented enough that it didn't really matter, and they were never in any real danger of losing that game. I think Lance Cruz had the ball. Uh, when they were down, when they when PH was up fourteen to nine, and they did have a chance to take the lead, but they never really threatened. Port Huron looked a little lethargic, I guess, kind of unmotivated. I guess would be the right word to say that they that they know they're that talented, and it showed. I mean, they were just head and shoulders better than Lance Cruz, but it just didn't seem like they had that little extra pep in their step, and it was a little disappointing. There's a game they won by nineteen; they should have won by thirty five. Uh, I was like their defense. I thought played well from start to finish. They only gave up three points in that game, and that was a 34-yard field goal that went 35 yards. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it bled over the uh, upright and through the touchdown that uh, they gave up uh, was a defensive score. They fumbled the ball at midfield, and the guy uh, picked it up, uh, Quincy Green, and ran it back 50-something yards for the touchdown. And that was those were the only points of the game. For Lance Cruz, I thought when the Big Reds needed stops, they got stops. They had uh, five sacks in the game. Um, they had several tackles for loss, um, and and Lance Cruz spreads it out and and they run and throw the ball. I mean, they're pretty balanced 
offensively. They they try to spread it out to, you know, five, six guys touch the ball. So it's not like they're super predictable, but I just felt like the Big Reds defense, it was easy for them no, on Saturday. They made it or they made it look easy. Their defense was phenomenal on Saturday. I'll give them credit there. I mean, besides the field goal, did Lance Cruz ever really get near the the red zone? No, no. And I, I think mean, I, the, there, defense, there, I think there was one time they got inside the ten yard line in the game, and they got stuffed. Yeah, and I, but I do think that the defense is part of the reason why so many points were put up at the end of the game. I mean, Lance Cruz basically gave them a touchdown because they fumbled at what their own like four yard line um, near the end, which tacked on another score. So. It's not the defense I'm worried about, and again, I don't think they'll have any problem with Lakeshore this coming week. It just, I wanted to see a little more to see that dominant team that I know they have, that they have the talent to be. It was just a little disappointing to see them kind of come out sluggish. Yeah, well, I only have one criticism of the Big Reds so far in two games, and it hasn't hurt them yet. Um, but that is, um, I think they have six turnovers in two games because they had three in the first half against Frazier and got away with all three. Uh, and then they had three in the uh, first half at Lance Cruz, mm-hmm. and they got away with two of them. The two interceptions didn't hurt them. The first interception was like a punt. Yeah, that the, one That the one second, was, was what? The like second ball and... was tipped, but it was probably a bad decision it was a bad by decision. Price. Yeah. Um, and then the, the fumble was picked up and returned for a score. Um, so they do have to work on uh, that. Um, I, I think uh, the, the backs know that they're good, and sometimes they just they carry that ball out there and they're maybe styling and profiling too much mm-hmm. instead of tucking it in and just putting their head down and, and running. Um, but that's, that's all stuff that's correctable and, and that they can fix. And that, like I say, you have six turnovers, and yet you've outscored your opponents like 79-21 to 21 in two games, and it hasn't really hurt you. No. But you have to clean that up because when you play somebody better, it might hurt you. They're very talented. And then one, once we get to the uh, playoff drawings, we'll talk about that in our next segment about who, what teams drew who because the MHSA came out with that. Uh, yeah, you're not going to be able to play a game like that. But the good news is, Week two, you don't have to be perfect in week two, and you're talented enough that you can get away with it. So it was nice to see the Big Reds get another win and kind of comfortably. I know their coaches weren't – one of their coaches after the game just goes, it's ugly, but we'll take it. So it's it's nice when when someone's criticizing you, thinking you played sluggish and lethargic, and you still come out with a 20-point victory. Yeah, so I, I just – I still think the, the Big Reds are really good – um, and that's the scary part is they probably haven't played the best that they can play yet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, stop, stop, think about that one for a second. And yeah, they've got Lakeshore this week. Uh, and I think they're on their way to a three and all record. Um, but, uh, overall, uh, defense really solid for the big reds on, on Saturday and, and the offense got enough done. Uh, and as you said, they were they were helped by the defense because they had a lot of short fields. Yeah. They they could have scored a lot more points, but I'm satisfied with uh, getting the victory there. And and I never really felt like they were in any kind of trouble. No, no, there was maybe one drive where I think Lance Cruz, if they would have went down, they could have taken the lead. But their defense shut that down immediately. All right, let's uh, go to the top performers of the uh, the week. Do you want to start with the the football and and then go to the basketball, or do you want to start with the basketball? Basketball. Yeah, Morgan James. Softball. Oh, she took for softball? softball? Yes. Okay. Come on now. No, I didn't know. Yeah. Anyway, no, the, go ahead. The, this, this, was, this, was, this was news to me, and I know Morgan more as a basketball player. Yeah. So if I understand it correctly, uh, for softball. I think she does play third base. Yeah, she committed to Lawrence Tech over the weekend, so congratulations to her. Uh, someone else from the area going on to play next-level sports. Outstanding and a good kid. Um, all right, uh, game you saw was Marine City Clintondale, and a kid you saw that played really well in that game was Zach uh, Tetler. He had a rushing touchdown to open the scoring, and then later in the game he had a pick six, so he was doing it on both sides of the ball, and he's only a sophomore. Yeah, one of four sophomores that started in that backfield. I know Coach Letson down there is excited about what he has there. There's a lot of talent. And, uh, yeah, second straight week he's opened the scoring. I thought he played very well. And, again, the word for that Marine City team is just poised. 
They never look like they're too flustered. They never look like the game's too fast for them. And I thought he was probably the best running back, even though, again, you can throw out five different names that played well for them last week. Noah Kendall uh, was a factor in the Big Reds win. They had five sacks. He was in on four and a half of them. Um, and in key moments, too, like at big moments when you're like, you know, oh, the Big Reds need something here. It was always Noah Kendall getting into the backfield. And he gets there so easily. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's like it, he he's in the backfield sometimes after the snap, and you're wondering where are the guys on on the offensive line? Uh, why? How is he? How does he get in so clean and so easily every time? Right. Um, but he he was uh, he was very disruptive in that uh, game and a big part of uh, PH's uh, win. I will say for Noah Kendall, not to toot my own horn, I was talking to a college coach on Saturday about Noah Kendall, and they said. They really like what they see in that kid. He's going to play at the next level, and he's going to have a lot of choices. Yeah. Well, he's a good player. He's a good athlete. Um, Jake uh, Townsend, there's always a Townsend in Croslex. Uh, and Jake Townsend is the quarterback for the Pioneers, and he shredded uh, Richmond for 187 yards and four TD passes on 14 of uh, 21 uh, completions as uh, Croslex continues to live up to their hype. Yeah, Croslex uh, just – <laughs> when they come to put up or shut up, they've been putting up. And then a shutout victory over Richmond, a team they hadn't beaten in almost a decade, that's impressive. That's very impressive. I like Isaac, uh, Isaac Ullenbrook for Port Huron Northern, the uh, running back uh, this year. Uh, I like his speed. I like how he hits the hole. He's explosive. He's a north-south uh, runner. It's nothing flashy, but if you open a hole through it, he hits it hard and he runs hard. And uh, for not being a huge back, he's hard to bring down. He'll drag the pile for extra yards. Um, and he had a big game in the Huskies opener, 197 yards and a touchdown uh, and he showed some durability. They gave him the ball 23 times. Well, yeah, and a, a very young team, you have to rely on what little you do have coming back. And you mentioned before on this podcast, Isaac Ullenbrook has played before for the Huskies when Theo Ellis went down last year. So he is that guy that has that in-game experience that they know can kind of not take over a game while well, he did on Friday, but be that leader. So he's probably a very key reason why Northern came out with a a bit of a sloppy opening uh, week win, especially you know after getting week one canceled. So either way, again, an ugly win, still a win. Yeah, all things considered, uh, I, th- I think they, Larry Rollins had to be pretty pleased. And again, uh, another uh, team that uh, their defense did an outstanding job, and they've got 11 new people on that side of the ball. <laughs> I mean, Come on. He, he he rotated 12 kids, I think, last year, and he's got one kid back from last year's team. Yeah. So <laughs> a win's a win, especially in that situation. Yeah. Uh, Zach Meyer, Marysville quarterback uh, and a listener to our podcast. Mm-hmm. Three touchdowns. Way to go, Zach. Yeah, no, he uh, – I mean, one of them he could have thrown it left-handed to Evan Woodard. He was so wide open in the end zone. It was like third and goal from the 20, and they just ran a play action and everyone bit. But, no, uh, I mean – First touchdown of the game was actually a hook and ladder, and then two more to Evan Woodard. He played well all night. Um, so, yeah, in a nice convincing win over Madison. So Vikings continue to roll, and all aboard that that week five matchup, 4-0 versus 4-0. <laughs> and if both teams take care of business this week, you could have an undefeated crosstown showdown. That's yeah. Uh, I I'm not gonna get ahead of myself. Let's go. Week oh, I'm I'm time. full steam ahead. Full steam full ahead. Steam ahead. Stuff. Let's uh, let's talk about uh, Marlette. They're off to a two and zero start. Uh, one part of that is uh, the back Schefter, uh, and the other part of it is uh, Travis Fuller, uh, who uh, I think uh, on Friday he had three carries for 130 something yards. He's got four carries this season, and he's like the second leading rusher in the GTC. Yeah, he's um, he's <laughs> sixth in the county of Sanilac with four rushes. He's four for 139. <laughs> That's a pretty good average. Yeah. So I mean, he's making the most of his carries. So I just thought that deserved a special shout out. Yeah, absolutely. And and I am going to throw his his teammate because when I saw that. It reminded me, too, that uh, Schefter had over 170 yards and three touchdowns this week, too. So. Yeah, so Marlette maybe could be a surprise. Still want to see them beat someone 
with a little meat on their bones. Yeah, I, I would agree with uh, that. We've got a lot more to uh, talk about, and don't forget the top ten picks are coming up a little later on in the show as well. It's uh, the uh, Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast. The Frells family calls their land greener pasture, and they maintain it with ease on their John Deere 1 Series tractor. The Frells family runs with us, because this is more than just land. It's home. Nothing runs like a deer. Get a 1 Series tractor for just $99 per month at your John Deere dealer today. For additional cost information, please call toll-free 855-633-2315. Stop in today to one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 Two five zero seventy five twenty. For full-service residential and commercial network installation and management, you need Andrew Thompson at Thompson Engineering. Thompson Engineering will install and maintain long- and short-range point-to-point Wi-Fi links, install security cameras, access controls, and provide audio-video engineering. Visit online at thompsonengineering.com or email contact at thompson, T-H-O-M-S-O-N, engineering.com. Thompson Engineering, network and radio solutions that work. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And we are back. Uh, Let's uh, talk. uh, I know it's only been two weeks, and we've got four more weeks of the uh, regular season, but they have finally determined their playoff setup for this year because this year's a crazy year. So everyone makes the playoffs, if you didn't already know that. Um so it's going to be kind of like basketball or baseball, softball, what have you, with the postseason where they have the districts before. Well, I guess it's a region here. So uh, let's just go through and see who's in each local team's region because there's some funky matchups because I, I swear the MHSA does not know what to do with St. Clair County teams. They It seems like they can never decide which direction they want them to go. So in Division Two. Both Port Huron and Port Huron Northern, here's the rest of their region. Frazier, Lance Cruz, Roseville, Lakeshore, Lakeview, and De La Salle, along with High and Northern. That's not the worst district possible. Well, I, I, there's a couple good teams in there besides our local teams. Lakeview's solid. Yes. They were in the, the blue last year. They're up in the white this year. Um, but uh, that's an opponent that both Northern and PH are familiar with mm-hmm. and is familiar with them. And then obviously you hear they the name. They are one and one. Yeah, obviously you hear the name De La Salle. Uh, and, you know, that's whether whether they're up, down, or in between, just hearing the name sometimes right. psychs out your opponent and, and, and you fear what you don't know or you fear what you think you know. Right. And then Roseville, we'll see them play Port Huron High in Week Six. So and, Ro- and Roseville's been better the last couple of uh, years. They they've had some playoff teams. So I mean that, that's to me that that should be a, a fun district. It should be. or regional or whatever. Yeah, you're calling I, I, it. they're regions, I believe, uh, or maybe districts. I don't know. Um, this actually it would be a district. This district, uh, the only Division Three team we have in the area, Marysville, um, an interesting one. So here's who's in with Marysville. Detroit East English, Detroit Martin Luther King, Detroit Mumford, East Point, who is very good this year, Harper Woods, Warren Fitz, Warren Woods Tower. 
Yeah, that's a tough draw. Yeah, other than the last two teams, which I think I think Marysville can handle, and they'll play Fitzgerald because that's a league game for mm-hmm. them. Um, yeah, that that's that's a tough grouping. Um, but hey, Vikings are two and zero so far, so yeah. nobody's beat them yet. Yeah, and I mean, you, you just don't know this year. It's again, it's early to tell. So it's not like when you get the normal selection show and you get to, you kind of know everyone and you have an idea who you might play. So. But that's a tough region, and hopefully, if the Vikings go, you know, finish the season six and zero, five and one, they'll host at least one of the weaker teams, because I believe they're seeding them one through eight by playoff points, and then just playing it out from there. So you know, you take care of business. You're going to have one of the worst teams in that region at home to start. Yeah, you, the to, to me, the worst case scenario is. You you got to open on the road like at King or something yeah. like that. That's not what you want to do. No. Anyway, down to Division Four now. We have uh, a lot of local teams in this district. So um, this is district uh, with Armada, Croslex, Goodrich, Emily City, North Branch, Ortonville, Brandon, Saint Clair, and Yale. So it's basically they're sending the whole BWAC. To one regional. <laughs> yeah, and, and adding St. Clair. And then Ortonville, Brandon, and Goodrich come with them. Yeah, I, I know uh, Ortonville, Brandon, uh, solid last year. Uh, in fact, uh, they beat St. Clair at East China Stadium in a playoff game. Yeah, it was a bit – I mean, it depends who you ask, but kind of was an upset to start the district last year. And then now down to Division Five. Here is maybe the most confusing. Alma and Marine City – and are not in the same region. Interesting. Richmond is in with Almont, and here's the other uh, six teams in that district. Birch Run, Bridgeport, Corona, Frankenmuth, Lutheran North, and Ovid Elsie. Interesting. Uh, Frankenmuth is tough, mm-hmm. um, and Almont knows about Frankenmuth because uh, they went there a couple of years ago and got stopped. Actually, Marine City and, and Algonac have all gone to Frankenmuth I think in Richmond recent did too history at one point. Uh, and been knocked off by Frankenmuth. So th- that's a tough place if you have to go there. You kind of want them to have to come and face you at uh, at your place. Um, but that's it's interesting to me that Marine City is not included. Because in that, that seems like they'd be a natural fit. In yeah. There. So here is who Marine City is with. Um, and they're definitely an outlier here. Clawson, Detroit Cody, Detroit Communication Media Arts, Detroit Denby, Detroit Osborne, South Lake, and Lincoln. They're 25, 30 miles from the nearest school in that one. But I, I think uh, they're as good as anybody you just mentioned there. Though. I think I they think are that's, too. That's, you know, that's winnable for them. I just, I mean, I feel like an easy fix there would be just swapping Lutheran North and Marine City. Yeah, I mean, actually, probably Lutheran North is a few miles closer. I mean, they're I mean, they're got to be closer to South Lake and Warren Lincoln and Clawson than Marine City is. Yeah, I just that was something that I didn't really understand, and I feel like they don't uh, they don't do a good job. Yeah, they don't it. look at a map. Well, yeah, no. <laughs> um, quickly in Division Six, Algonac is uh, in with Detroit Collegiate Prep, Edison, Detroit Pershing. Durand, Flint Hamity, uh, Southfield, Bradford Academy, and Warren Michigan Collegiate. Wow, that's really spread out when you, you throw in a couple of Flint teams with some Detroit teams and then mm. Algonac. Yeah, because there's another Detroit team. Voyager Prep is in a different district. Interesting. So, And then um, if I can find it real quickly in Division 8, I know I had – um, here, right, here it is. Brown City, Flint Beecher, Flint New Standard Academy, Harbor Beach, Marlette, Saginaw, Michigan Lutheran Seminary, Ubley, and Unionville Seabowing. That's a tough district. Yeah, that's a tough district. And again, for me, it's it's a little spread out. I mean, other than Unionville Seabowing, which is close to Saginaw Bay City kind of uh, region, uh, it, the other teams are, are that's that's a haul. It, well, there was one I real. I mean, it's Sandusky to to Saginaw, uh, Michigan Lutheran Seminary. That, that's 70, 80 miles. Well, you want to hear about a really big haul that that's in Division Four that I noticed just looking over all of them. Saginaw Arthur Hill is in the same district as Sault Ste. Marie. 
So that they are kind of scrambling to figure out where teams are should be going, or the state is just that spread out at, at this. Yeah. So point because maybe the a lot of the schools in between have gone to eight man football because you, the further north you get, the smaller the I mean, communities get. That's division get. four, though. So. I know it's. But yeah, so that's what the playoffs are. I mean, we can talk about it more as the season goes on. But I thought that was uh, worth highlighting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, worth highlighting is what was going to be maybe one of the most interesting games of the week. Isn't going to happen now. Croslex and uh, Elmont have uh, had to uh, call off their game um, because of COVID issues uh, with uh, Elmont. Croslex is looking for an opponent to play this week. Don't know if they'll find a game, but that uh, was this gonna, is disappointing to me. I think that kind of would have been the final stamp that Croslex is legit if they would have won that game against Elmont. And I don't know who I would have picked in that game. Yeah, and, and now we won't know who the better team is until – or, uh, you know, if they meet in the postseason. Yeah, I mean, Croslex, so they're next. They don't really have another big test game. They avoid North Branch. So after Almont, they take on Algonac, Armada, and Yale. Armada, again, nice story. Not going to put them in with the big boys until they pr- really prove it. And their next game would be, they play at Emily City and then Almont. So Croslex... They're really their last big like challenge is off the schedule. So let's see who they replace them with. But it's disappointing. Yeah, very disappointing that we don't get that game. Games that we do get this week: Thursday night, Thursday night special, Marysville playing host to uh, Clintondale. Friday we've got our double dip. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be at uh, Memorial Stadium where Port Huron Northern will face Lance Cruz uh, in a uh, Mac uh, Blue showdown. You will be at East China Stadium for a Mac Silver showdown as uh, Marine City will take on Hazel Park. And then on Saturday we'll go back to the Blue because Port Huron High is uh, on the road at St. Clair Shores uh, Lakeshore. So yep. I'll those be are down the four there for that one. Week. It should be a fun one. Yeah. Uh, you know I like else? the. I actually like these four game weeks. I do. I do. It makes it go, go by faster. Yeah, it does. Well, and keeps he, us busy. And here's another game that I wish we could be at. That's just seems to be maybe this this conference might be crazier than the BWAC this year. The GTC East. You have Ubley Sandusky, which is going to be. You know, we thought the Ubley Harbor Beach game in week one was going to decide it. We're still in week three. We don't know who's going to be that. We could have a three-way tie. Well, well that's why, because in a normal nine-week season, these games would have been spread out more. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have had Ubley Harbor Beach playing right off the bat. You wouldn't have Sandusky going to Harbor Beach the very next week, and you wouldn't mm-hmm. have Ubley going to Sandusky the very next week where it's like if they all knock each other off, we're going to have a three-way tie. If Sandusky wins this game, they are in the driver's seat. Yeah. Everybody's chasing them, and nobody's got a chance to play them head-to-head anymore. Well, and then if – And their schedule gets, you know, not to disrespect everybody else, and we really don't know about Marlette yet, but their schedule gets progressively easier after that. And Marlette doesn't play Ubley or Sandusky. So, and that's, you know, that kind of – I don't. I think that doesn't help them when you can't n- play those teams head to head and have a chance to knock them off. Right. It doesn't help you. So they only play Harbor Beach. That's in Week Five. So, which would be to me a must-win game for them if they have any hope of being included with the top dogs. Right. So top dogs in other conferences. I mean, we talked about it earlier. PH is really good. I also think the MAC Blue is kind of down. I just think that there's not the talent in there. Not to say that the teams aren't good. Northern's uh, has to make up well, North- a lot of Northern's lost young. seniors. Yeah, Northern's young. I don't think Northern's bad. I just, no, Northern's young. But and, and so they're they're untested and they're unproven. But uh, you know, I I would watch out for them in uh, by next year. Right, but I mean, any of the remaining teams. I mean. Do you, Frazier's not good. Lakeshore lost to Frazier. Uh, Lons Cruz seems to be decent, and Sterling Heights lost to Port Huron Northern. If there's one team that's going to knock off the Big Reds, it's going to be their their crosstown rival. Yeah, I think that's their biggest threat there. I I do think I do think that they're the best team in the blue, and it's theirs to win. 
and their worst foe might be themselves. Again, you got to clean up the turnover thing, but other than that, uh, the the Big Reds have all the talent in the world, and they've got a great defense. Yeah, so that one seems kind of easy to figure out. One that's not, the heck's going on in the BWAC? Now the, B- <laughs> the BWAC is just being the BWAC. Like, <laughs> North Branch, Croslex, Armada, still undefeated. Again, I'm not going to count Almont out until they prove that it was that they're not as good as years past. I know they lost, so I'm not going to, you know, put them up on that pedestal again, but I'm still not going to count them out. Well, now now I'm wondering with the, with the story coming out with the COVID there, did they have all their guys when they played at North Branch? Right, because we don't really know that. Yeah, I've, I've got an insider there, but maybe he's sick because he is not getting back with me because I was trying to find out what the heck is going on uh, in, in Elmont. You know, what happened Friday? Did they have all their guys mm-hmm. with them, or did they go up there with a the depleted lineup? Um, and obviously they're depleted enough this week to not play their game. Yeah, and North Branch hasn't given up a point this year. Croslex given up 12. So, and Armada, again, love that you beat Richmond. I don't want to say Croslex devalued that win a little bit by going and just blanking Richmond and shutting them out and really putting it to them, but it does make you step back and go, okay, maybe that isn't as impressive as we thought it was in week one. All right. The silver uh, is starting to turn into basically a two-team race here with the Marine City and Marysville. I don't know that there's anybody else in the conference now that it is obvious Madison is not as good as they've been in the the past. Um, Marine City, Fitzgerald's got talent, but Marine City seemed to handle them Mm -hmm. pretty well. Um, Hazel Park, uh, I don't think they're that good. They, they don't seem to, to be strong again uh, this year, and that would be two years in a, in a row. They, they might be regretting moving to the Macomb Area Conference because uh, they haven't won a league game yet, So, and, and I don't see any coming soon. So I just feel like uh, Marine City and Marysville game Four is and oh. going Four to be and the oh. big game. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be a Max Silver title game. I'm all aboard that train, and if either team lets me down, I'm going to be bitter. <laughs> I'm going to be very bitter if I don't get my, my form. I'm, I'm ho- supposed to be the bitter one. My, my hopes I'm are, supposed to be the one telling all I, the kids to get off my, gla- my grass. I'm not bitter yet. I'm just saying, <laughs> if either team loses, I'm going to be disappointed. I have my hopes up for week five that I will get to do 4-0 Marine City traveling up to 4-0 Marysville, and I'd have to go back, and maybe by next podcast I can tell you the last time the two teams met undefeated. That wasn't like week one or two. Okay. Uh, MHSAA is uh, considering allowing more fans into the games. I I think this is uh, maybe positive news that things are going well right now and that maybe we can get back someday to some normalcy. Yeah, I mean, it's hopefully – I know that they were considering maybe there will be an announcement later today, Tuesday. We're recording this Tuesday morning. Um, so maybe by the time this releases, there will be more news on that. Maybe we'll have to wait till Wednesday. But, the yeah, it would be nice to see more than just two people per student allowed in. Maybe you can get that up to four. I know at some stadiums it's easier than others. Like Memorial Stadium, you can fit a lot more in than you can at Marysville or East China just because the away stands are just as big as the home. Yeah, uh, that's true. The The part about it that I would like is that uh, maybe uh, certain places, Lance Cruz, uh, would uh, lighten up a little bit uh, on uh, the media because um, I'm just trying to do my job. Uh, and uh, everyone, and everyone be else has all. been really nice Everybody to else us. has been terrific to us. Especially but. our local schools. Thank Again, thank you to the athletic departments there from Northern High, Marysville, St. Clair, Marine City. You guys have all been awesome awesome to us yeah just uh, amazing but uh it 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 was pulling some some teeth um to get into the lance cruz uh, game on on saturday but we we got it done and and ultimately i passed all the physicals and exams and tests and and whatever else to to, to get in there and uh, and do the game and, and then uh, you know they're all like, oh, you gotta keep your mask on and then half their fans are walking around without masks on yeah it's I don't envy the people that have to enforce that. <laughs> Me but neither. Hopefully with the new, uh, I guess, amendments to the restrictions that you can have, 
uh, up to 500 people in an o- in an open area, maybe that they'll just cap it at that then, that everyone gets this many and then it's first come, first serve after that. Well, we'll see what happens, and we'll also see who's on Brady's top 10 list because he's finally got one because i feel well informed enough i'm not just throwing caution to the wind and just gonna guess wait around long enough we'll be back with the top 10 picks in just a moment here on the tri-county get stuck on sports podcast Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. For full-service residential and commercial network installation and management, you need Andrew Thompson at Thompson Engineering. Thompson Engineering will install and maintain long- and short-range point-to-point Wi-Fi links, install security cameras, access controls, and provide audio-video engineering. Visit online at thompsonengineering.com or email contact at thompson, T-H-O-M-S-O-N, engineering.com. Thompson Engineering, network and radio solutions that work. When today is unpredictable, staying focused on your long-term financial goals matters more than ever. Count on your Ameriprise advisor for personalized, goal-based advice to help you navigate now and stay on track for tomorrow. Call Ameriprise financial advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And it's time for our top tens. We've been talking about it all show long. It's finally time. Two top tens for you coming up right here. I'll give one. Dennis will give one. Let's get into it. Mine will be better. Let's see who number one is. Uh, your, your top three, throw a blanket over him. He was number one. Brady Beaton, pick six, touchdown. How about that? Prestige. Whoa, why, why, why? Just in case you forgot, I did score a touchdown uh, at Wayne State. But anyway, into the top ten we go. No, nope, put it on my gravestone. Um, (laughs) Anyway, Dennis, kick us off with the top ten. Who's your number ten team? All right, I'm going to start with two honorable mentions. Oh, my God. Stop waffling. Just make a decision. I'm not waffling. I'm just saying uh, Marlett and Ubley did not get on my top ten this week, but they are teams that I gave serious consideration to putting in to the top ten. But at number 10, Armada holds uh, strong. They are 2-0. and um, I'm still going to count the Richmond win as a quality win. Um, and then they uh, took care of business against uh, Yale uh, the way they were supposed to. So the Tigers stay on my list at number 10 with a 2-0 and record. See, I, I already disagree with you with this one. Maybe it's just me being biased, but this team's got a lot of cachet to them up in the thumb. So I'm not going to take them out of my top 10 yet. 
Harbor Beach sits at number 10 for me. I, I just think that they have a long history of being good up there, and I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt in my first top 10, my number 10 team, the Harbor Beach Pirates. So, so that's giving them the benefit of the doubt, calling them number 10. This storied program. There's a lot of good teams above them, them. You're going to give them number 10. Go to number 9, then. Who's your number 9? Uh, Harbor Beach is my number 9 wow. team at 1-1. One and one. Uh, The Pirates are still a, a strong program and a team to be reckoned with. Uh, and, you know, they've got a quality win over Ubley. Uh, and then uh, Sandusky, uh, hey, we were shocked on Friday night when we saw that uh, score. Harbor Beach is my number nine team. Number nine for me uh, might make people a little angry, but I that's where I put the port here on Northern Huskies. Uh, you're only 1-0, struggled a bit in their first game. I understand, didn't have a lot of time to prepare. It's You have a lot of new guys coming in. That's tough. But until you prove that you're you know, improving and getting better, I don't think I can put you higher than number nine on my top ten. I've got the Huskies at number eight this week. Wow. After a 1-0 start on the, uh, the season, I had a lot of questions about Northern. I didn't know quite how they'd be. I like Isaac Gullenbrook. I like uh, Dylan uh, Bloink, the uh, young sophomore quarterback. He's poised. Thought their defense played great against Sterling Heights. Was it a perfect win? No, it wasn't, but under the circumstances, everything that they've had to go through to get their season started this year, quality win. I got the Huskies at, at number eight, and I hope that they move up the list. Well, my number eight team, the Armada Tigers. Um, I'm going to give them a little more credit. They are 2-0, and so I have to put them above uh, Harbor Beach, who did lose a game. Again, you're 2-0. and um, I'm still waiting for that quality win, that real, like, we are here, we're a legit team win. Until I get that, I don't see them moving up much higher than that. But for now, I think a very fair number eight spot to the Armada Tigers. Dennis, you go to seven. Number seven is where I put Elmont this week. Uh, they are one and one on the Ooh, season. A large a, fall for a, the Raiders. Well, yeah, but uh, it was a, a, a 28 nothing loss to North Branch. They, they didn't score a point for the first time in like five years. Uh, and they had an 18-game uh, win streak in conference snapped in impressive fashion yeah um, so that that was a big loss plus the fact that i i just feel like as you said there's so many good teams right now mm-hmm. that i had to put the six teams that i did in front of them right now well a team that was very impressive but i just couldn't put them above any team above them on this list um, I think this is where you, you start to get to the, like, these are good teams. Um, you can argue Armada, again, waiting for that statement win. But at number seven, give me Sandusky there. I think that's a it's, – it's, it's tough to judge a GTC East team with these other teams, but a very impressive win over Harbor Beach. Uh, if they beat Ubley, expect them to move up next week. But Sandusky at number seven, sitting 2-0, and and room to improve. So I, I think maybe we've flip-flopped here because I've got Sandusky as my number six team. They're 2-0. and Quality win at uh, Bad Axe. They went on the road in week one. You were picking Bad Axe to win that game. I did. And Sandusky won by uh, 30 points. Yeah. Uh, and then, Thanks for reminding me. And then they beat Harbor Beach by two touchdowns. I think there's something going on in Sandusky, uh, and I'm going to put them at number six this week. Now, Elmont's at number six for me. And they're probably going to move down because they didn't. You haven't. You're doing all right with your chair there. No. Um, you floored me. Yes. <laughs> Almont again at number six. They're probably going to move down because they didn't play. And especially if Sandusky wins, expect them to make a jump. If our even if Armada wins, maybe they jump them. But again, a team that's been so good for a long time, I have a trouble dropping them too far because of one loss. So now to the top five. And I think this is where it starts to get real tough. Well, because to me, everybody here on out is pretty close. At least to me, the next three teams, it's pretty close. This week, number five for me is Marysville. Off to a 2-0 uh, start, but um, I don't know about Madison, and I, I don't think Hazel Park is a great team. So what I like about what the Vikings did was they blew both of these teams out, and that's what they're mm-hmm. supposed to do. Good teams beat up on bad teams. Vikings have done that, so I think they're a good team. But am I ready to put them above the other four teams on the list? Maybe if they beat Clintondale up on Thursday, 
the Vikings will move up on my list, but right now they're going to start at five this week. And this is the first time we agree at number five. I do have the Marysville Vikings, and I know, I know some of them are listening right now. So let me just say this. Haven't beaten a team with a win. The teams they did beat, they combined their point differentials minus 92, and they're taking on Clintondale, who's minus 22 on the year. Kind of like Armada, except I, I, I'm more impressed with them. I see a lot of talent on that team. But they don't really have the chance to make that statement win probably until week five. Uh, I think Fitzgerald will be a tougher game for them. But I don't know if I can put Marysville much above number five until they take on Marine City. Again, a lot of talent there. But I think everyone above them, they have to hope for them to lose if the Vikings want to move up any higher than number five on my list. All right, uh, you ready for my number four? I'm ready for your number four. My number four is the uh, Croslex Pioneers, 2-0 on this season, living up to the uh, hype so far, went into Richmond and uh, spanked the Blue Devils uh, 36 to nothing on uh, Friday, and that was after spanking Emily City in week one, 52-12. to uh, 12. Um, I think those uh, are two quality wins, but I'm not so sure where Emily City and Richmond really are at right now. I know this. Croslex is really good, and like Marysville, they're doing what you're supposed to do to weaker opponents. But I was really looking forward to the Croslex Elmont game this week that isn't going to happen because that was going to tell me where both those teams were at. Croslex is at number four for me. Well, it's a little disappointing because I think this one and our next one are going to be the same. I also have Croslex at number four for all the reasons you just mentioned. Two very nice wins, but again, I, I, they've been down recently. There's a lot of hype around them. I wanted to see them play Almont. If they would have beat Almont, I might have moved them up on the list. But again, I think they're another team at number four. They're going to be stuck there until they have someone above them lose. Because without Almont, I mean, again, it depends who they pick up this week. They are not going to have really a signature win the rest of the year. So they're going to have to keep blowing teams out for to stay up this high. I don't see a way for them to get a win and leap a team up into the top three. All right. At number three, after a very impressive shutout victory over Almont, i got to put North Branch. Broncos are 2-0, and uh, and uh, they've won their first two games without surrendering a point while scoring a bunch. Yeah. I mean, again, I have North Branch at number three, too. Uh, the Broncos outscoring teams 84 to nothing, haven't given up a point. And then I don't I don't know if they will this week against Algonac and then Richmond. Um, that's another team. Almont, it was kind of, well, we thought Richmond would be a tough game. Richmond's down this year. So they kind of had a one-game season, and that one game, an emphatic win. So unless Armada's legit, maybe they can meet up in week six, but uh, North Branch at number three, they are firmly in the top three for me. That was a lot. All right, number two for me is uh, Marine City. Uh, they're 2-0, and oh, and uh, they're a juggernaut, and uh, the only team I think that has a, a chance to beat them is Marysville, uh, and, and I'm not even sure there at this point because Marine City just seems – to be a well-oiled machine that doesn't make mistakes, that plays well on both sides of the ball, and that is dangerous no matter who they give the ball to. I agreed with you, Dennis, until Saturday. I know the Big Reds played really well defensively, but they just didn't look crisp enough for them to be my number one team, so they're at number two for me. I was ready to put the Big Reds at number one, watching them Saturday. Just little things that you can see the cracks there that I haven't seen with Marine City. The Marine City's defense just, just moves a little faster. Just that little extra effort I see from the Mariners. So PH is number two. Uh, again, I think they are a very good team, and I think they probably on paper have the most talent in the area. But that sluggish game just pushed me off just a little bit didn't want to put them at number one maybe if they go down to lakeshore and look and play up to what i think they can do and that's put up 70 points and give up like 10 yards of offense <laughs> then maybe i'll move them up to number you're one you're not very demanding no not at all uh, i but i th i just think they have that much talent i just didn't see them live up to that and again another team where i don't think they have a super tough game on the schedule 
Again, to be fair, Marine City doesn't, but for you, PH is number one. PH is number one. Uh, again, uh, I I didn't think that they were as sluggish as you did. Uh, I didn't think they played an awful game at Lance Cruz. I think they made three bad plays, and their defense was stellar. Their offense did enough. Yeah, can they do more? That's the scary thing about them is they're 2-0. and We're talking about a 28-9 win that they pretty much coasted in and were never really right. in, in trouble. They haven't even come close to their limit, uh, and I just think you stack them up and play them against any of the other nine teams on my list, and the Big Reds go into the game as the favorite. See, I think Marine City Port here on high would basically be a pick em on a neutral field. Um, Marine City, again, maybe it's because I've seen them more than any other team this year. They look crisp. They I don't – I don't. if you had a Port here on Marine City game, though – do you think the Big Reds are going to have a problem getting up for that game and giving you the effort that you want? You know no, they're showing up but, for but that game. but here's the thing. I want to see it first. I'm not going to rank on potential. I'm going to rank on what I saw. And what I saw was a team that just had that, did not have that extra step. So, yeah, if we can, we can play hypothetical all day. But I'm going to tell you what. Marine City um, has looked really good. They have, they have a young team that looks very poised. Uh, they, they, their improvement from week one to two was unbelievable. I think their defense absolutely flies around the field. I think their offense is just a well-oiled machine. And yeah, I do hope that Marine City and Marys will play at four and zero in week five. But it's just, and maybe it's personal bias because I had to lose to them for four straight years. <laughs> but I just think Marine City is a, a powerhouse again. And they just had that little extra oomph that I saw from them on Thursday that I didn't see from Port here on high on Saturday. I think we'll, we'll agree on, on this. Uh, I think uh, one and two um, is interchangeable. I think three to like five or six, interchangeable. You could mm -hmm. put those four teams anywhere on the list between those numbers. And then I think like seven to 10 is kind of the, the same thing. You could throw a blanket over those teams and really not be wrong putting them anywhere in those positions. Almont and Sandusky were probably the hardest ones to put in there for me. Uh, Armada too. I think those are three teams that are kind of up in the air. But no, again, just to go through our list again, for me at number 10, Harbor Beach. Number 9, Port Huron Northern. Number 8, Armada. 7, Sandusky. 6, Almont. 5, the Marysville Vikings. Number 4, Cross Lex. At number 3, I had the North Branch Broncos. At 2, the Port Huron High Big Reds. And number 1, I had the Mariners of Marine City. And uh, on my list, I go Armada at 10, Harbor Beach at 9, Northern at 8, Almont at 7, Sandusky at 6, Marysville at 5, Croslex at 4, North Branch is my number 3 team, and then I go with the Mariners at number 2 and the Big Reds at number 1. So, again, a lot of those teams I don't see, like, Armada I think can make big jumps because they have some prove-it games. They play Almont, they play Croslex, and they play North Branch. So it, they can go from they can be five and one and probably be a num top three team, or they can go to three and three and fall out of the rankings because it's going to be put up or shut up time for the Tigers here in a couple weeks. Yeah, and that's the fun part about the list, and it's why I do it right from the get go because mm -hmm. it's just fun. It's fun to move the teams in and out and to see how the games uh, go. And uh, is there an exact science to it? Absolutely not. It's it's kind of just a, this is what I've seen, this is what I know, this is what I've heard. So this is where I'm putting this team. Yeah, and I mean again, Croslex. I think a lot of it is we've kind of built them up. We have hyped them up a lot. So hopefully it doesn't come back to bite us. No, well they haven't let us down yet. But I, I'm really disappointed we don't get a Croslex Almont game this week because that would have answered so many questions. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we don't get a Croslex North Branch game either which is just bitterly disappointing. Well, hence the short season, but uh, they promised to make it up to us by putting everybody in the playoffs, and maybe we'll get some of those matchups when we get uh, into the uh, the postseason. So if you thought our top tens were fun, you ain't heard nothing yet because on Thursday we uh, pick out ten games from the uh, area, and we're going to have to pick up a game now because uh, Croslex and Elmont isn't happening. Well, if Croslex plays someone, we'll just pick that game. What if they're playing somebody from Wyoming? 
Well, then we'll pick the <laughs> team against Wyoming. But and I, and I don't, I haven't reached out to this person yet. But we might have a new guest on Thursday, and I think it would be a lot of fun if we got him. Okay. Well, um, you you keep me in suspense. I like being surprised. Mm-hmm. I want a complete surprise to walk Don't in. Don't worry. The, you the, and him will door. gang up on me like it always happens. Well, yeah. Well, that just goes without saying. Uh, so, anyways, four games this week. Starts on Thursday when we'll have uh, Marysville and Clintondale on Stream 1. I'll be at Walt Braun Viking Stadium. Then the Stream 1 game on Friday night is from uh, Memorial Stadium, Port Huron Northern against Lance Cruz. While uh, also on Friday night, Brady will be at East China Stadium for the Marine City Hazel Park game. And then on Saturday, Brady makes the road trip to St. Clair Shores where Lakeshore will be hosting number one Port Huron High for a Saturday afternoon tilt. It's It's my call, so they're number two. Number one Port Huron High. Um, because it is get stuck on sports, and my list counts, and your list is like the USA Today poll. Anyway, <laughs> uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at G underscore stuck on sports. Like us on Facebook, get stuck on sports there. And, yeah, Thursday we're going to have the picks. I, I love previewing those games. It's going to be a blast. All right, well, uh, we'll see you then. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is stuck on sports.